3: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Hello,
4: this is Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm a Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Uh, Join us at Christ Universal Temple if you're in Chicago or ever in Chicago. We'd love to see you. We'd love for you to fellowship with us. You can join us online for our live stream uh, every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time at www.cutemple.org. Dot org C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E dot org Now, today's show will start off a series on Lessons in Truth uh, the book by H.M. Lee Katie For the last couple of weeks I've been wrestling with doing the book of Revelation or doing a book on universal laws etc and I want to do a little bit more preparation before I actually get into the book of Revelation because it's so exhaustive that the detail that I would like to teach it needs to be where I'm satisfied. But I would, this does give me the opportunity to actually go back and go over some of the basic truth principles, making sure that we understand universal laws. For some people who are not acquainted with the book Lessons in Truth, uh, you can get the book online. You can get the book in most uh, bookstores that teach in almost any unity uh, church because it's a foundational book in the Universal Foundation for a Better Living where I'm where I was ordained and at Christ Universal Temple and the Johnny Coleman Institute, it's our secondary text after the Bible. So we want to make sure that people get the basic foundations. We use the same textbook that was used in the early days of Unity because Charles Fillmore asked H. M. Lee Katie to write uh, basic lessons, basic lessons in what they call truth, which was used as a term to describe New Thought at the time. So we're going to get right into it. Today's lesson is going to be on the first chapter, which is bondage or liberty, which? Bondage or liberty, which? And I just want to read the the first part of the book because I think it's so strong on page two, and I want to start here and kind of focus here for a moment. She states, every man believes himself to be in bondage to the flesh and the things of the flesh. All suffering is the result of this belief. I'm going to repeat it. Every man believes himself to be in bondage to the flesh and to the things of the flesh. All suffering is the result of this belief. Now, this is a very loaded statement, very loaded two sentences. Every man or every person, we would say today, believes himself to be in bondage, slavery, to the flesh. Now, the flesh is not your body. The flesh is anything that has to do with what we call the human physical experience and the things of the flesh. All suffering is a result of this belief. Now, belief is what anyone accepts as true. So what you accept as true becomes what you have to experience, because not only is that how you see life, but that's how life occurs to you. It's how you interact with life, because that's how life occurs to you. That's how you see life. So what ends up happening is when you believe yourself to be in bondage to the human experience, and the things of the human experience, we suffer. And the Johnny Coleman Institute, we talk about the primary cause of suffering is forgetfulness that humanity is forgotten, its spiritual origin, spiritual nature, and spiritual purpose. In other words, when I've forgotten who I am in God, that's my spiritual origin, my spiritual nature. If God is good, then I am good. If God is life, then I am life. If God is is love, then I am love, then I will suffer. When I forget my spiritual purpose, what's my spiritual purpose? My spiritual purpose is to show up here and express the qualities or attributes of God. So the moment we put ourselves in a position to where we forget who we are, we end up expressing the things that are unlike God's nature and God's will for us, which we teach in New Thought, is absolute good. Absolute good. So what we have to be willing to do is this. We have to be willing to take a look at a statement like, every man believes himself to be bondage to the flesh and the things of the flesh. All suffering is the result of this belief. Now, if you're going through some level of suffering right now, we, you might think that you're in bondage to something. Bondage to your body. Bondage to your finances. Bondage to a relationship. In bondage to a job or lack of job. In bondage to agreements, investments, commitments that you've made. But you're not in bondage to any of those things because you're a free spiritual being. And yet again, the primary cause of that suffering is forgetfulness of our divine nature as a son of God or as a child of God or God's image and likeness and God's expression. Does that mean that's things are not things you're going to have to deal with? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean you have to be in bondage to them. Just because you're going through something does not necessarily mean you're growing through it. See, when you go through stuff, it just happens over and over again. When you grow through stuff, you get the lesson and the blessing. So you can move forward. Never go through something and don't get the lesson out of it. Don't go through something and don't get the blessing out of it. Because you're going to deal with stuff. I'm not here to tell you to wear rose-colored glasses and assume that nothing in life will ever happen that might catch you off guard. That might happen. And it will happen and it has happened. There are going to be some situations or circumstances where you just lack awareness awareness. But I am saying that you don't have to be in bondage to it. That's what Jimmy Lee Cady is saying. You don't have to be in bondage to it. We also talk about in the Johnny e. Coleman Institute that the secondary cause of suffering is wrong thinking. Wrong thinking which has been built up uh, as a belief in separation from God. This has led to fear that we stand alone and that that feeling and the feeling that our ability to meet the challenges of our daily life is inadequate. I'm going to read that again. The secondary cause is uh, wrong thinking, which is build up a belief in separation from God. This has led to fear that we stand alone, and the feeling that our ability to meet the challenges of our daily life is inadequate. What does that mean? It means that the wrong thinking, thinking out of alignment with truth. Thinking out of alignment with who we are spiritually creates a belief in separation. You can never be separated from God, but you can believe that you're separated from God, and the belief that you're separated from God shows up as the experience of it. Even though it, it's not necessarily true, it can be. It can show up in your experience because, according to what you believe, be it done unto you. And it also creates the fear that we're alone because when we believe, when we think that we're separated from God, we believe that we're alone. And we believe this is a dog-eat world. And then the feeling that we don't have the ability to meet the challenges of our daily life. So There's nothing like being overwhelmed. There's nothing like being overwhelmed when it looks like the facts say you have more months than money when the facts say this is the prognosis and the diagnosis, when the facts say that the person you love is walking out the door, and et cetera, et cetera, or when the facts say that some family member is not speaking to you anymore, or the facts say that the pink slip has come, or the facts are saying all different types of situations and circumstances. But what no thought is trying to say is you don't have to be in bondage to the belief because you can never be in bondage to the fact. You can only be in bondage to the belief. Because if your mind is free, you know that what you created once, you can create again. And what God has done for one, God can do for all. God is no respecter of person. And if that person can be blessed, I can be blessed. If that person can be healed, I can be healed. If that person can be prospered, I can be prospered. Because it's This is a universe that is governed by divine law. Now, there's more than one secondary cause. Wrong thinking is one of them. The other secondary cause is our unwillingness because of ignorance, fear, and indifference to make a determined effort to release the wrong mental beliefs that bind us and produce unhappy conditions. I'm going to read that again. Our unwillingness because of ignorance, fear, and indifference to make a determined effort to release the wrong mental beliefs that bind us and produce unhappy conditions. And we can be unwilling for many things. Ignorance, we just don't know better. Fear, we're scared. Indifference, we become cynical. And what difference does it make? And, you know, it's going to be whatever it is anyway. You know how we can be very cynical at times as people. Those things create that unwillingness creates a space that shows up as a lack of determined effort to release wrong mental beliefs. Wrong concepts, wrong thoughts. And what do I mean wrong? Wrong in the sense of they don't align with the truth about who you are in God. And because they don't line up with the truth about who you are in God, they bind you and produce ha- unhappy conditions. So experiences of poverty, sickness, and death stem from not being aware of our divine origin and the nature of God's ideas that form our spiritual inheritance. With this unawareness has come the feeling of being separated from God and God's good. The belief in separation or what some people call duality indicates a belief in two powers, good and not good, or God and an opposite power. It is one thing to accept intellectually or think about the truth of our divine nature and our relationship to God as God's expression, God's image and likeness. And quite another to actually know and experience this truth in our life. Until we've added to our intellectual thinking, we do not completely know the truth that shall make us free. This indicates that we are to abide in the word or feel truth as well as think about it, where then making the law or truth of Jesus's words a part of our consciousness. Now, H. M. Lee Cady uses the example of the children of Israel uh, being trapped by the pharaoh and enslaved as a part of coming, as her story of coming out of bondage. This is how she teaches it. And she quotes the Exodus And she, when she says, today and all days, this is on page two, he has been saying to us, his children, I have surely seen the affliction of you who are in Egypt, darkness of of ignorance, and have heard your cry by reason of your taskmasters, sickness, sorrow, and poverty. And I am, not I will, but I am now, come down to deliver you out of all of this suffering and bring you up unto a good land and a large land, unto a land flowing with good things. Now, then she explains that man who is at first living in the selfish animal part of himself will grow up through various stages and by various processes to the divine or spiritual understanding wherein he knows that he is one with the father and wherein he is free from all suffering because he has conscious dominion over all things. What is she saying? This means that we evolve in consciousness. And initially, we don't know who we are. But as we grow, as we evolve spiritually, as our soul becomes more aware of the, our true spiritual origin, we would develop the awareness that we're one with the Father, therefore free from all suffering. And then we realize that we have mastery, authority, and dominion over our own lives because we have mastery, authority, and dominion over our own minds. I want to be clear about that. The reason why you have mastery, authority, and dominion over your life is because you have that over your own mind. As the founder of Christ Universal Temple used to always say when she was active in ministry, I am the thinker who thinks the thought who makes the thing, quote Johnny Coleman, so we have to get to the space that where we realize that we could choose bondage or liberty is always a choice, always a choice. She goes on to say on page three, somewhere on this journey, the human consciousness or intellect comes to a place where it gladly bows to its spiritual self and confesses that this spiritual self it's Christ is highest, and is Lord. Now, in other words, when we realize that the human thinking in and of itself is not producing the results in the form of peace and health and joy and prosperity that we desire. So this gives us an opportunity to step back and really get to the space where we understand without a shadow of a doubt. The Spirit of God within me knows what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And I need to learn and trust and rely on it. So I can learn how to live a better life, a transformed life, a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. Now, I would love to hear from you. And I want to make sure that I give you the opportunity to ask questions because this will be a fundamental show talking about fundamental principles. If if you're a person who is familiar with Unity writings, Unity literature throughout the years, then you know about Lessons and Truth. This is a foundational book. So this series of 12 lessons will give you an opportunity to bit by bit go through one of the foundational books in Unity. If you have questions, I, I want you to call me at 888-558-6489. 888 888- Five, five, eight, six, four, eight, nine. Also want to remind you that unity online radio is supported by your donations. So please make sure that you click the donate button freely. You have received freely give. Also want to remind you that to please spread the word, let people know about this show. Let people know about unity online radio. I'm suggesting that you copy and paste the show. Put it on your Facebook page. Put it on your Twitter account. Put it on your other different forms of social media. Because you don't know. All you're doing is casting seeds. Somebody might see that, listen to a show, and it might be just what they need to help them transform their experience. So make sure that you give your others the opportunity to benefit from what Unity Online Radio is doing. So make sure that you're doing it. If you haven't done that, I'm requesting that you copy and paste Truth Transforms and Unity Online Radio and put it on your social media outlets. We're going to take a quick break and come right back with Truth Transforms.
2: Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell.
4: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and we're covering today Lessons in Truth. Uh, that that's the new series, and I'm covering the first chapter, Bondage or Liberty, which, the book Lessons in Truth by H.M. Lee Cady, which is a part of the Unity Classic Library series. And it is a foundational book for anyone who studies any of the Unity New Thought material. Now, going back to the book, it states on page four. This is a very, very powerful statement. Each man must sooner or later learn to stand alone with his God. Nothing else avails. Nothing else will ever make you master of your own destiny. There is in you your own indwelling Lord excuse me, there is in your own indwelling Lord all the life and health all the strength and peace and joy, all the wisdom and support that you could you can ever need or desire. No one can give to you as can this indwelling Father. He is the spring of all joy and comfort and power. Now, so we have to put ourselves in an experience where we realize that we have to turn within. Now, turn within does not mean turn within to liver and et cetera, turn within to your brain. What it means is take your attention out from the outer and realize that you have within your being the activity of God, your true nature. And when you turn within your being, you're making a decision to to choose freedom or liberty and you're making a a choice not to be in bondage see the choice for freedom the choice for liberty is also saying that you choose not to suffer you might be going through some things right now but mentally you can be free you can be in a hospital bed right now but mentally you can be free and the more you get in alignment with with the truth about you, then the more you'll realize that you will not allow any experience, any outer condition to stop you. You are unstoppable. 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 But you gotta think like that. You gotta, you know, you gotta think big. You know, uh Reverend Coleman used to do a series at a series at, at Christ Universal Temple called How big is your God? How big is your God? How big is your God? See, because when you realize that you have a big God, and see, your God is only as big as your big thinking. Now, God is unlimited, but what God can do in your experience is determined by what you think, which will be another lesson down the line. But I want to make sure that you get this. That you have to start to turn within and touch the innermost part of your being, the spirit. And from that space, you receive your wholeness. Or not receive, you become aware of your wholeness. You know, we have to really step up to the plate to accept freedom. She says on page six, this claiming of our rightful inheritance, the inheritance that God wants us to have in our daily life, is just what we are learning how to do in these simple talks. Then she quotes Paul, who wrote in Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, Heirs, as long as they are minors, are no better than slaves, though they are the owners of all the property. But they remain under guardians and trustees until the date set by the Father. So with us, while we were minors, we were enslaved to the elemental spirits of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law so that they may receive the adoption as children. And because you are children, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, So, you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then an heir through God. Then she says, It is through Christ, the indwelling Christ, that we are to receive all that God has and is, as much or as little as we can or dare to claim. Now, this is right in my face. I don't know about you. She says, As much or as little as we can or dare to claim she's basically saying I dare you to trust God I dare you to rely on God I dare you to believe with God all things are possible I dare you to just put it to the test as as Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says put me to the test or as the old old version King James version says prove me now herewith put me to the test you know, she goes on to say that no matter with what object you first started out to seek truth, it was in reality because it was God's fullness of time for you to arise and begin to claim your inheritance. In other words, the time is now for you to be free. She goes on to say you you are no longer to be satisfied with or under bondage to the elements of the world. What does that mean? to the human experience and all that goes along with that you know su- you know, suffering because of what people do or don't do mad because of people's positions or lack of positions upset with political folks upset with church folks upset with family folks upset with work folks upset it's time to be free she goes on to say Think of it. God's fullness of time now for you to be free, to have dominion over all things material, to be no longer bond servant, but a son in possession of your inheritance. And then she quotes Jesus in John chapter 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you to go and bear fruit. Mm. Mm. Then she explains how it works. She says on page seven, every right thought that we think or every unselfish word or action is bound by immutable laws to be fraught with good results. But in our walk, we must learn to lose sight of results that are the loaves and the fish. We must rather seek to be the truth consciously, to be love, to be wisdom, to be life as we really are unconsciously and let results take care of themselves. Now, what she's saying is this, and I, that when you start to be truth, be life, be love, be wisdom, what ends up happening is it starts to guide your thoughts. It guides your feelings. It guides your words. It guides your actions. It guides your reactions. And you start to consciously Express those attributes of God or those attributes of being Then she tells you, how do you get there? On page seven, she states, every man must take time daily for quiet and meditation. In daily meditation lies the secret of power. No one can grow in either spiritual knowledge or power without it. Practice the presence of God just as you would practice music. No one would ever dream of becoming a master in music except by spending some time daily alone with music. Daily meditation alone with God focuses the divine presence within us and brings it to our consciousness. Now, so she just gave us a key. If we want to understand freedom, if we want to live a life of power, uh, live a life of mastery, authority, and dominion, We have to learn how to take time daily for quiet and meditation. To repeat her, she said, in daily meditation lies the secret of power. Now, this is challenging for people many times to think that you could be still and express power. Scripture says, be still and know. That I am God. It also states. Not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's very difficult to think that when I'm not doing anything, I'm doing something. When I'm not doing anything, I'm doing something. I'm not talking about waiting for God to do something. What I'm saying is getting in alignment alignment with with the truth of who you are. (laughs) See, when you do the inner work, you get connected in a different spec, in a different way. You know that there's a sensitivity, there's an intuition, there's a power that works in you, through you, as you, as you interact in your day. You meet situations differently because you're different. So when you actually take time for daily quiet and meditation. A daily, quiet, and meditation can be contemplative. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm sitting here and I'm trying not to think anything. Because the thought, I'm not trying to think anything, is a thought. But take a thought in the meditation. Take a prayer and reflect. And as you reflect on a thought and a concept, it could come then. It could come later in the day. It could come the next morning. It could come in a dream. Next thing you know, things will start to roll out. Do this. Put this idea with this one. Connect this with that. Next thing you know, uh, you, you feel a sense of power. Next thing you know, things that were uh, th- that were closed doors start to open up on their own. People who used to frustrate you don't can't frustrate you, can't push your buttons anymore because it's inner power within you. People relate to you differently because when you come from a different, higher level of consciousness, they can't relate to you the way they used to because... As the 91st Psalm says, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at, or a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. See, when you get into that consciousness of no weapon formed against me shall prosper, then that consciousness goes forth to prepare a place for you. That's how it works. But you got to do the inner work. You got to do the stillness work. You got to do the reflection work. See, as long as you do that, then you're putting yourself in a position to develop and evolve. She goes on to say on page eight. You may be so busy with the doing the outgoing of love to help others, which is unselfish and godlike as far as it goes, that you find no time to go apart. But the command or rather the invitation is come away by yourselves and rest a while. And it is the only and it is the only way in which you will ever gain definite knowledge, true wisdom, newness of experience, steadiness of purpose or power to meet the unknown which must come in all daily life. Doing is secondary to being when we are consciously the truth. Now, I want to stop there when she says when we are consciously the truth. Not Even practicing truth, she says when we are consciously the truth, it will radiate from us and accomplish the works without our even running to and fro. If you have no time for this quiet meditation, make time, take time, watch carefully, and you will find that there there are some things, even in the act of unselfish doing, that would better be left undone than that you should neglect regular meditation. So, she's saying it doesn't make a difference how busy you are. If you want to grow in wisdom and stature spiritually, you have to take time to do the inner work. Nothing beats having your own dedicated prayer time spiritually, time where you pray, time where you meditate. Time where you reflect and contemplate. Times where you, where you are writing down what's coming to you in prayer. Times where you're creating the mental equivalent of the desire that you want. You have to take time. You have to make time. Life is not going to bend. You're always going to have things that are going to be in your face to do. There's no such thing as there's nothing to do in life. Even if you don't have anything, quote unquote, going on that requires your time, life will find a way to fill fill that void up, even if it's with nonsense. So you have to be definite with the infinite, as Reverend Ike would say, and take time to make sure that you are practicing the presence of God in your own life. It's highly important. Highly important. So I I'm, I wanted to make sure that you are aware that to get the space of bondage or liberty, to really make that choice, you have to have the practices that keep you free. When you have the practices that keep you free, what ends up happening is they become habits. And once they become habits, it's easier to maintain them. It's easier to maintain them. She goes on to say, And this is great. No person on page nine, no person unless he has practiced it can know how it quiets all physical nervousness. Talking about this quiet time, all fear, all oversensitiveness, all the little raspings of everyday life. Just this hour or whatever time you you have of calm, quiet, waiting alone with God. Never let it be an hour of bondage, but always one. Of restfulness. Now, when you take the time to do the meditation work, the prayer work, the prayer life, it will show up over and over again as the fruit of spirit. Now, yet again, I would love to hear from you. The number for the show is 888 558 6489. 888 558 6489. I also would like you to, if you are on Facebook, go to my page Truth Transforms with Reverend McDowell. Like it. Share it with people on your social media network, on your Facebook page. Um, Because what we're trying to do is get the word out that we have techniques that can help teach people how to live healthy, happy, and prosperous lives. That's important. So for us to realize that we can be the space for another person's blessing is important don't withhold another person you might say well they might they're not ready for truth they're not ready for uh what unity online radio was saying you know but that's just your human judgment because within them is still the christ even if you can't recognize it and you don't know what it is that might activate the awareness that makes them start to turn within Something they hear, something they might read, because all of us, at one point or another, walked in the darkness of human consciousness and to an extent are still walking in it. Because last I checked, the only people that walk on water are the people who spill water on the floor. So it's important for us to recognize that. Now, we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
5: This is Ellen Devenport. The Five Principles was my first book, and here's what I've learned as an author. It's nice to sell a lot of books, but it's truly gratifying to know the book is being read, used, and studied in churches and small groups in the U.S. and beyond. And I get a real kick out of hearing that someone gave The Five Principles to friends who aren't in unity. Because The Five Principles are universal spiritual laws. They operate in everyone's life, whether they know it or not. They've been discovered and rediscovered by spiritual masters for thousands of years. God is all there is. We are expressions of God. We create our experience with the power of our thoughts. We align ourselves with the well-being of the universe through prayer and meditation. And we live the truth we know, every day, in every decision. Just five principles, they cover it all. Buy the book at unity.org.
0: Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
2: You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms.
4: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. This is the first series. Today is the first series of our new series, Lessons in Truth, which is the book written by H. Emily Cady over 100 years ago actually and we're going to be covering the whole book all 12 chapters because we're going to understand universal law how it works, the truth about our being etc when we finish this then most likely we're going to do the book of Revelation so I want to pick up from page 10 but I also want to make sure that if anybody wanted to ask me any questions they have they have the opportunity to do so the number is 888 558-6489. And I also just wanted a quick reminder that on February 16th, uh, I, along with uh, several other ministers, um, are doing a relationship seminar. If you're in the Chicagoland area, make sure you stop by. We're doing a seminar called What's Love Got to Do With It, Part 2 from 12 noon to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we're going to be talking about a lot of elements like forgiveness, creating the space for love, you know, relationships and money, uh, praying for your marriage, single and new thoughts, keeping the love alive. We have a lot of topics. So I just want to make sure that, you you know, you avail yourself to that opportunity. Now, back to the book. Again, we're talking about the chapter Bondage or Liberty which in the book Lessons and Truth by H. Emily Cady. On page 10, it states, we talk to God, that is prayer, God talks to us, that is inspiration. We go apart to get still, that new life, new inspiration, new power of thought, new supply from the fountainhead may flow in, and then we come forth to shed it on those around us that they too may be lifted up. And harmony cannot remain in any home where even one member of the family daily practices this hour of the presence of God. So surely does the renewed and filling of the heart by peace and harmony result in the continual outgoing of peace and harmony into the entire surroundings. So what she's saying is basically this. When you realize the truth, it affects and creates an atmosphere of wholeness around you. So if you want, to develop peace in your experience that so you, you know there's some agitation going on at work do your inner work do your inner spirit, spiritual work do your prayer work do your release work do your forgiveness work and then create the atmosphere of wholeness and healing bring the space in consciousness speak the word of truth to that space what are you doing you're literally shifting the atmosphere now she goes on to say on page 10 and this is very powerful again in this new way that we have undertaken this living the life of spirit instead of the old self, we need to seek always to have more and more of the Christ spirit of meekness and love incorporated into our daily life. Meekness does not mean servility, but it means a spirit that can stand before a pilot of false accusation and say nothing. No one else is so grand, so godlike as he, because he knows the truth of being, can stand meekly and unperturbed. For the false accusations of the human mind, then she goes on to say, "We must forgive as we would be forgiven. to forgive does not simply mean to arrive at a place of indifference to those who do personal injury to us. It means far more than this: to forgive is to give for, to give some actual definite good in return for evil given. One may say, "I have no one to forgive." I have not a personal enemy in the world, and yet if under any circumstance any kind of served him right thought springs up within your, in, within you over anything that any of God's children may do or suffer, you have not learned how to forgive. She really raised the bar on that. She's basically saying that you have to forgive every judgment. Now, that doesn't mean that people don't have consequences for their choices. Obviously, they do. But you can be free of judgment even if you are responsible for carrying out the consequences. Like, for instance, you could be the supervisor or you could be the police officer or the judge or the attorney. But, but that doesn't mean you have to hold it in consciousness to the place the where it makes you suffer. She goes on to say on page 11, the very pain that you suffer, the very failure to demonstrate over some matter that touches your own life deeply may rest upon just this spirit of unforgiveness that you harbor toward the world in general. Put it away with resolution. So she's saying, deal with it now. The very fact that you can't forgive and release something might be the very thing that's standing in the way of your blessing. That's key. The very thing that's standing in the way of your blessing. So Release it. And as she says, put it away with resolution. You know, this she goes on to say do not be under bondage to false beliefs about your circumstances or environment. Uh, uh, that's hard to, to sometimes chew on. Do not be under bondage to the false beliefs about your circumstances or environments. What does this mean? we start to go through stuff and we start to make up a whole bunch of other stuff about it. You know, we have a situational experience. And then by the time we put our own baggage, um, by the time we put our own baggage into the experience, by the time we put our own judgments, our own beliefs, our own upbringing, our own own, uh, prejudices and biases and all this other stuff, we forget that the government is upon God's shoulders. And that's the truth. God is the one presence. God is the one power. That's the statement uh, that was used for many years in unity, st- statement of being, or the statement of being. And Reverend Coleman, when she came from unity and cr- started Christ's Universal Temple and then the Universal Foundation for Better Living and the Johnny Coleman Institute, she used to stated often, there's only one power and presence in the universe, God the good omnipotent the everywhere present spirit of absolute good. That's just the absolute truth. There's only one presence and one power. Don't fall under the bondage of the false belief that there's more than one power. Now, she goes on to say, if we have the courage to persist in seeing only God in it all, even human wrath shall invariably turn be turned to our advantage in other words we could say like joseph you meant it for evil but god meant it for good what does that mean does that mean god wanted joseph to go through all of that nonsense no but you could use truth to flip an experience and still get good out of it even when the world says wow that was devastating but that doesn't mean that you have to be devastated Yeah, you might deal with some things in life that might really, really catch you on the blind side, things that maybe happened when you were a child or things that, um, like I said before, they catch you from the blind side. But regardless of what it might be, the truth of the matter is there's one presence and one power. And because that's the truth, you don't have to be in bondage to the flesh and the things of the flesh. You can choose freedom. You can choose freedom. You can choose freedom. She goes on to say on page 12 it is perfectly natural for the human mind to seek to escape from its troubles by running away from the present environment or so by planning some change on the material plane. Such methods of escape are absolutely vain and foolish. Human health is worthless. There is no permanent or real outward way of escape from misery or circumstances. All help must come from within. So I'm going to leave this part of the lesson with this statement that she has on the bottom of page 12. Victory must be won in the silence of your own being first. And then you need take no part in the outer demonstration of relief from conditions. The very walls of Jericho that keep you from your desire must fall before you. This is the realization. This is the truth. My suggestion is this, that you find the book Lessons of Truth online, buy the book, however you want to do it. It's available in multiple formats. I believe you can download it on your phone. And I'm going to do every chapter. So today was, less, was bondage and liberty. Next week will be statement of being, who and what God is, who and what man is. Read the chapter before I cover it. So when I cover it, now we're going over it again like a class. Therefore, you could get more out of it. So in other words, read ahead of me. I'm going to go all 12 weeks until I finish Lessons in Truth. I want to make sure that we have a basic understanding of the principles of truth so we can go forward and live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. Again, does that mean that you won't ever see any experiences that you have to work through? No. The more your soul grows, guess what? Sometimes bigger the challenges, and that's great because when you play big, you have big stakes, and you win big, and that's okay. So, again, the world is waiting for you to play big. The world is waiting for you to step up and be the experience of God in your life. Or as Gary Simmons wrote in the Eye of the Storm, you're either the way of God or you're in the way of God. Be the way of God in your experience so you know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. I'll be back with you next week with Truth Transforms. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to
2: Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple.
1: I will leave this world as it is.
2: The world is full of voices, advertising. Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
6: Go inside to find my
1: God.
0: According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened.
6: This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Gattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. you've seen reality tv well now get ready for reality radio it's raw unpredictable and completely unscripted healing your life with dr chris michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey learn what it takes to really heal your life dr chris michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio.
3: What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor. And in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.